0: This is The Furnace Furnace. with John Burton. Alright, so we need to talk a little bit about our goofed up understanding of the purpose of the church. You know, uh, and this is a big topic because there's so much frustration out there. So much dissatisfaction in the church. You know, a lot of the people that you're listening to this right now and you are frustrated with the state of affairs in the church uh, here in America and in the Western world. And I think part of it is because church is done so wrong in so many areas. Now there's a lot of great churches out there, a lot of godly men and women. You know, they are advancing according to how they know. And so I want to affirm that, that there are some, really, some mighty men and women of God out there. However, the general construct of the church in our culture is really, really goofed up. And some of the reason, in fact, a lot of the reason for that can be attributed to impure motives, all right? Some of it's not. Some of it is simple misunderstanding. And so today, we all know what a church looks like. You know, you uh, uh, you go to church and, and there's outreaches and the church wants to grow and, you know, they want people to come in and be saved and church grows 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 and that's kind of the idea where you know, people get frustrated if the church doesn't grow and they get excited if it does and you know and and so you know and someone asked me this today so what you know what do you what would you say the purpose of the church is what about the pastor who wants their church to grow by people coming in and getting saved and set free and delivered and becoming a part of the body is that a bad thing of course not it's not a bad thing ever for someone to find Jesus and to and to join uh, the church, become part of the church, and so that's phenomenal. The problem is with motive, and so or, we, or let me say it this way: with a focus on numeric growth. Okay, so that's that's where the that's where the trouble comes. The purpose of the church is not to grow via the assimilation of visitors and unbelievers and that's where that's the focus. That's not the foundational focus. The foundational primary purpose of the church is to be a house of prayer, right? It's very clear in scripture. And so you spend time in prayer as the primary activity of every person in the church, everyone. You pray, you contend in prayer. It's a prophetic environment. You intercede, you stand in the gap, right? So that's the primary purpose, number one. Number one, so if a church, I'll say this, if, if the church is not doing that as a primary focus, if that furnace of intercession is not white hot, if the pastor is not leading most of these prayer meetings, if, if that's not the primary purpose of the church, if on Sunday morning, that spirit of prayer isn't driving the service. If not, if, if all of that's ha- uh, if that's not happening, then cancel everything because you're not a legit church. Just stop. Because and in fact, I would even venture to say that introducing visitors or even people quote unquote getting getting saved in such an environment can be a very dangerous thing because if, instead of surrendering their lives in that in that 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 furnace of Holy Spirit activity and that that costly altar, you know, crying out to God. Instead of doing that, it becomes this assimilation thing, this family thing, this welcome to the welcome to the family, and to where say a prayer, get saved. Now you're just kind of one of us. Let's develop some social relationships and let us let us love on you and That becomes the new level of salvation and surrender to Jesus. And it can be dangerous because now you potentially have a lot of people following Jesus in an unsaved condition. You know, I had an evangelist once who would be on the streets all the time. And he, he came up to me kind of distressed. And he's like, John, I don't know what to do when these people get saved. I can't bring them to your church because really your primary focus is just prayer and intercession and, and, and the Holy Spirit moving and, and it's just, just an unusual atmosphere. And I can't really bring them to your church. And I challenged them. I said, what do you mean? Why would you say that? I said, well, I mean, you know, it's just too, it's too different. I'm like, that's what, that's what happens when you get saved is everything becomes different. And we need people being baptized in the fire, the day of salvation. That's their, that needs to be their 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 the new normal for them, and they get baptized in that place where they get they get rocked. They come alive. The Holy Spirit just just rages, instead of some, you know, some seeker kind of. Let's just have coffee and let's get to know one another and let me hear your heart and and here let me give you a Christian side hug and let's do life together. No, we need people baptized in fire. We need a supernatural experience to be their initial experience. And from there on out, it's the normal experience for them. So so no, 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 no. The church is not designed to focus on drawing in people and focusing on the lost. and Because what happens is you're going to tone things down. Now, now I'll say this. Let me, I'll throw this out there. I believe the church's primary mission like I said is prayer contending for revival which which is biblical normalization is really what that is. And so in a revival atmosphere in that place in a revival atmosphere where the spirit of God is moving where 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 people are they're, they're groaning in the spirit, they're crying out to God. They're they're undone, they're trembling in the fear of the Lord. Repentance is flying. You know, the the liberty is everywhere. I mean, In that environment where there's a supernatural infusion and an explosion, um, bring in the lost. Let them flock in. You know, you saw that during Brownsville, for example. I mean, they just, people getting saved left and right. Transformed. And so, so the church's primary, initial responsibility is prayer and facilitating an atmosphere of revival. Okay. And and that, and that's going to repel most. It really is. You know, I think about when we were in Mani, uh, in Manitou Springs, Colorado. Most of most of what we did, almost entirely, was prayer. You know, and we we'd pray, we'd contend, we'd go after it. We did it for years and years and years and years. We'd prayer walk. We'd pray in the spirit all the time. You know, we would, I mean, it was just that kind of an atmosphere. And if you weren't one who was given to some fiery, you know, otherworldly, burning, raging intercession and strategic prayer, then you weren't gonna really wanna connect with us. And that's okay. Because our, our mandate, our goal, our call was to facilitate intercession in a supernatural environment. That was the, that was the call, to facilitate, uh, uh, to contend for revival. And so those who are naturally minded are not going to want to be a part of us, which, by the way, that's most Christians. So, so I'm contending for the, for the reality that if church is done right, most Christians won't want to participate. And that's Okay. Um, you know, so we need the Ecclesia. It's the governmental apostolic, uh, uh, um, you know, authority that calls the people together for prayer, for intercession, you know, you know, I, I was at IHOP international house of prayer in Kansas city for a couple years and the lost never came in hardly ever. Why? Because the, their goal was not at that, in that setting, to focus on the lost. Now, in other settings, from that place of intercession, definitely. Think of Hal Linhart, who was over the evangelism department. So there was an evangelism strategy, but it came out of that place of prayer. So the prayer room, you know, you're not drawn in the lost. Sunday services really not drawn in the lost. You are equipping and training the saints in the in the place of intercession and other key foundational biblical truths. You're training, you're equipping the saints, and then from there there are there are strategies. Now, get this: some of these other strategies, like for example, they didn't. IHOP didn't do small groups for seven years intentionally because they didn't want the small groups to detract from the prayer room. Um, you know, all of these other ministries are secondary to the prayer room, and. So when we were in Manitou Springs, you know, we contended for, we're the, that ministry was there 12 years. Most of it underground and not outreach oriented. And, you know, not at all. We prayed. We prayer walked. We, we were uh, uh, oriented prophetically. And then 12 years later, on that foundation of prayer, as prayer continues now to this day, another church Launched and thanked us for all the years of digging the digging the the wells and the ditches and laying the foundation and now they're building on that foundation, continuing in prayer and developing some ministries uh, as a church there now. And so, you know, some of you pastors out there, you need to understand numerical growth is not the thing. And. Because you got to know, again, if you do church right, most Christians won't want to be involved. Your goal is, is not numerical growth. It's obedience to, to your call. So you may you may be assigned by God to go 12 years without focusing on people coming in, new people coming in. And you have your team of 10 or 15 or 30 or 50 or whatever. And you're training them. You're equipping them. You know, Jesus had his 12. And you're equipping them. And you're spending maybe 12 years doing that. And then he passed the baton to someone else who's who, who's ready to focus on something else. But are you know is your is your pride too much of an issue for you to lead a small church like that for twelve years? So you got to think about that. So, yeah, church is goofed up. And right you know the reason the reasons why m- many pastors do it is is not impure motives. it's just that that's all they know. What I'm sharing right now is new to them. Others have impure motives. They want the people to the it so they can build their reputation and the money can be there and they can get the bigger building and they can be looked at looked, looked at uh, favorably you know from other leaders or other people in their denomination or whatever. You know they want to meet those goals. Makes them look good. For, to them, maybe it's evidence of a healthy church when it's not necessarily at, at all. And I think that needs to come to an end. There's a lot of megachurches that should only be about 50 people in number. Because their mission is a whole lot different, different than they realize. So there you have it. And I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to The Furnace with John Burton. You can access media, read articles, and partner with the ministry online at Burton.tv. And by all means, share this podcast with those who are hungry for revival, reformation, and revolution.